Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times of the COVID-19 pandemic, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. Today, I'm joined by Gene Meyer, president of the Greater Des Moines Partnership. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us today, Gene. Well, it's very good to be with you, Michael. So now I obviously know you as uh, president of the Greater Des Moines Partnership um, and, you know, former mayor of West Des Moines. But for the folks out there listening, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, some of the various leadership roles that you've had. Sure. Uh, My professional career has been with the Iowa Department of Public Safety. Where in 1973, I began that career in the Division of Criminal Investigation as a special agent. Uh, spent my professional career there and retired from there in 2006 as the director of the Division of Criminal Investigation. I had returned uh, to that post one year later as commissioner of the entire Department of Public Safety and uh, spent four years doing that and then joined the Greater Des Moines Partnership approximately nine years ago. And that was my professional working career. Uh, during that time, as you mentioned, I served as mayor of West Des Moines. Um, but prior to serving as the mayor for 10 years, I spent nine years serving on the West Des Moines Board of Education, then on to uh, mayor for 10 years. And then I resigned my position as mayor to become commissioner of public safety. It's quite an impressive resume. Well, I received more from doing all of that than, than I probably have given. I've learned a great deal. You know, with, with some of the roles that you've had, you know, mayor and, and some of the other public service roles, talk about some times that you've encountered challenges, um, you know, that may have at first seemed impossible to overcome, but uh, you were able to find your way through that. Well, you know, uh, a few come to mind uh, over the years, not trying to age myself, but probably the first big one uh, in public service was back in the floods of 93 uh, when the Des Moines water plant went down. And we all recall those days. And, and as a member of the Board of Education in West Des Moines, we turned Valley High School into a Red Cross center and a big food, uh, a big kitchen and repository for food and donations. And at the time, it seemed like that would never end. Uh, then I would move on to uh, on the school board yet uh, leading a community conversation or one would, some would call it a debate about whether or not we should have two high schools or one high school and all the public hearings we held, uh, always full, well attended, lots of opinions. Uh, another one that came to mind uh, as mayor was taking uh, the city and the city council through the approval process to build and construct uh, Jordan Creek Mall. Uh, certainly the, there w- the opposition was small, but certainly was mighty, I guess is a term that I'll use, having to go to the Supreme Court twice through that process. You know, during my time at the DCI, just helping lead an organization and work in an organization that uh, did uh, numerous high profile investigations, always uh, a lot of visibility with the media and within the community in which we worked. Uh, then as commissioner, Uh, responding to natural disasters took a lot of my time. It seemed like that four-year period of time, I spent more time in the Emergency Operations Center as commissioner than I'd spent there in all my years at DCI because we had ice storms with power lines down, interstates closed. We had the tornado that hit Parkersburg. Uh, We had the flooding on the Mississippi River and other tributaries across Iowa. In fact, I still remember standing in Cedar Rapids watching water flow through the second story, not, not the floor, but the second story of office buildings downtown and wondering how will we ever come out of this? So those are just a few of the things that uh, 
come to mind over my career. Okay. And, you know, to touch on, on the, the floods and whatnot, and I mean, and that's just to even get a visual, you know, for those of you listening in, to think about how high a second story really is and to see water just going in <laughs> in a second story. I mean, that's, that's, if you've never seen that before, you can probably find some videos on YouTube, but it's, it's pretty unfathomable just to see that much water that quickly. So you're absolutely correct. Mike. In, in dealing with some of those situations, um, how did you lead your teams through those challenging hours, even weeks and months? Well, you know, especially with the natural disaster ones and, and the major criminal investigations, the first thing that I would say is that I had a great deal of confidence in my teams. And the key to that, of course, is uh, training and preparation and tabletop exercises. So trying to prepare yourself for what you know someday you will face, hopefully not frequently, but when you do face it, you've got some reference point. So that would that would be the first piece. And then making sure that uh, you give your team and their team members all the tools they need to address whatever the situation is that they're being called upon to address. Um, listen to your team and more than listen to your team, make sure they understand that you're promoting candid conversation, that everybody's opinion is valid and you need everybody's opinion to, uh, to move forward. And then make sure that uh, everybody understands that uh, their role is important, regardless of what that role is. Everybody's equal in this endeavor and everybody's going to work together and what everybody does is important to the outcome. And, and to that point, too, I also have to ask you, um, because obviously it, it takes a lot to be a leader uh, because you are, at the end of the day, responsible for so many different areas of a job, a task, whatever, you know, whether it's disaster or something good even. How do you find ways to keep yourself um, motivated, you know, to keep your focus up and, um, you know, so that you're performing you know, at an optimal level. And then that you're also showing optimism um, for your team, because obviously your team needs to see that you're bringing your A game as well so that they can feed off of your energy. How, how are some ways that you were able to keep your focus and, and things like that during those times? Well, that's a, a team effort and acknowledging the input that you get uh, from your team and acknowledging their hard work. Uh, certainly, as I thought about the focus question, a number of the things that I've mentioned as examples, it was not difficult to focus on them because they were such major activities going on at the time. And I found myself saying, I hope I did a good enough job all those years. I'm also focusing on other things going on within the organizations of which I was a part. In other words, uh, we might have a uh, Parkersburg tornado, which would consume a number of resources of our state troopers and our Iowa State Patrol. At the same time, major criminal investigations were ongoing. The crime lab had uh, needs and wants and needed attention. Uh, the State Fire Marshal's Office, Narcotics Division. So there are always those other things going on. And I hope during my tenure that I was able to, as we worked on these major issues, whether they were floods or tornadoes, natural disasters, that we also I also paid enough attention to the rest of the organization. And that's the focus that I think about. With some of these experiences you've had in different areas, and again, I do appreciate you sharing the, the various ones that you have given us so far today. Um, is there been a recurring theme through each one of those types of events, or I guess a better way to put it is, um, what are, the, what are the top, if you had to give me three, the top three lessons, uh, that you learned from the experiences that you encountered as far as, you know, dealing with, um, things that may have been, um, not of the everyday norm. 
Well, first of all, you'll probably hear this from a number of people. Uh, communication is the key, uh, both you with the organization and your team and your team with you, and you can't do enough of it. Uh, certainly seek a lot of input and use data. Um, I've always, you know, know what you don't know. That is so important. Know what you don't know. And uh, I guess the last one is learn from your previous experiences. I like those. And I think uh, definitely anybody that's listening, uh, once we, we have this this out, is going to want to rewind that and listen to those three uh, for a few times because there are definitely some some good tips in there, uh, especially the, the part about communication and knowing what you don't know because um, you can't really move forward <laughs> unless you do, you know, take those three things into into context and, and apply them. So the other thing is, too, I do and you need to ask, because obviously we are in the middle of a crazy pandemic known as COVID-19 or better known as the coronavirus. And with the lessons that you just gave us about communication and things like that, how or what would you recommend people do as we battle through this, I guess, crisis, for lack of a better word? Um, how, how would you take those lessons and apply them to what we're dealing with in terms of the pandemic today? Well, from my experience of being in the state's emergency operations center during a number of crises over the years, take what your leadership is telling you seriously. The people that work there and make you those recommendations are doing so based on the best information they have available to you, and they're doing it with your best interest. So heed their warnings, heed their advice, and uh, do as you're asked, and help contribute to the solution and don't be part of the problem. Gene Meyer, president of the Greater Des Moines Partnership. Thanks for joining us today. You're very welcome, Mike. Good to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.